Hey, welcome to the Mindful Business Coach Podcast with me, Ashley Rainsbarger. I am a multidimensional healer and coach for female entrepreneurs. I use subconscious growth work and quantum healing to help my clients heal old subconscious patterns of sabotage and finally create a life and business they can actually enjoy. The purpose of this podcast is to help you unlearn all the BS rules you've been taught you have to follow in order to have success and happiness in your life and business and relearn how to build trust in your own internal wisdom. Join me for solo episodes, interviews with other amazing mindful entrepreneurs, and real-life coaching sessions to help you build a life and business you can absolutely love. It's me, Ashley. Welcome back to another episode of the NBC podcast. I am bringing you another coaching episode. Our guest, an incredible mindful entrepreneur this week, is one of the sweetest, kindest, most caring people I know. Her name is Sam Jarris, and she is the operations expert for six-figure coaches to automate lead and do less on their way to seven figures. I can vouch for Sam because she helped me get more organized in my own business so I could feel more freedom doing the parts of my business that I loved and automating the rest. Sam is an expert at what she does, but that doesn't make her exempt from the fears that get in the way of allowing her to serve a higher level client. If you have ever struggled with imposter syndrome around up-leveling the vision that you have in your business and potentially serving clients that make more money than you, this might just be the episode to help. As always, if you love this episode and the others, I would deeply appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts. It gives me the juice to keep going and it helps others know that this podcast exists. I hope you find some divine wisdom on this episode. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Mindful Business Coach podcast. And today we're doing another coaching episode, and we have with us the very brave and amazing Sam Jarris. Sam, I think that you're incredible. I love you. You're wonderful. And I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you. Thank you for doing this with us. Oh my gosh, you are so kind. I'm super pumped to be here. Oh, thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about? who you are and who you love to help. For sure. Um, I am a entrepreneur and a mom of a four-year-old and soon to be mom of two, (laughs) which is super exciting. But I have been in business uh, since May during all the pandemic stuff. I decided to leave my nine to five and start a business helping um, other entrepreneurs and mompreneurs actually get organized in their business. Um, I was in sales and just building better systems and processes to make my time more efficient when I was at my corporate job. And so I was like, you know what, I think I can actually make a bigger impact not being in this sales job. So I branched out and started doing that. And it's been a dream ever since, (laughs) which is awesome. I love that so much. That is so incredible. And I can just say, um, you know, as a person who has worked with you because I needed help just getting organized so I could spend more of my time on the things that I really loved and less of my time on the things that were just annoying to me. Exactly. (laughs) You were somebody that really helps me with that. You're really good at it. You have, you are, you have a really good spirit and you really care about your clients and that's not so easy to find. So I just want to say that that's really cool about you. 
Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. (laughs) That is honestly my only mission is just to keep helping other people just make their lives a little bit easier. Yeah. I love that so much. Um, One thing that I want to remember to do on this podcast that I always do in my normal sessions is I just want to start like with a win because I think as, you know, as people in general, but especially as business owners and female business owners, it's really easy to get stuck and focused on just all the negative stuff and all the boring stuff and all the icky stuff. So I would love to know just one thing that is going really well for you right now. So we can train the brain to acknowledge and focus on the positive. I love that. I'm hundred percent all about that gratitude. So um, one thing that's been going really, really well this week is I've actually been working on some systems inside of my own business and it's allowed me to actually get more creative. And I've been super, super inspired for different ways that I can serve my clients and just really getting into like the creation of that, um, which hasn't happened for a while. So that is definitely the win. Um, And especially, you know, being excited about business, but um, without it taking up all of my time that that's been this week's win for sure. Yes. I love that so much. Isn't it, isn't it so cool? Um, Like when we take like, especially like part of what we teach and what we do with other people and we're like, oh, I should apply this to my life. Oh yes. A (laughs) hundred (laughs) percent. Oh, that's so great. And, and, and how does it feel like just to get more creative and just to get more organized and and just do that for yourself? I did not realize how much I was limiting myself in my own creativity over the last couple of months. And then as this, like, I want to call it like a wave of creativity, but it's been extremely intentional. So it's not out of the blue, but Um, it just has felt so refreshing. Like I feel more like myself, more energized. I like am excited to get to work, excited to pop out of bed. Um, It's been really, really awesome, especially for my mental state. And it also helps me show up better as a mom on the flip side also. Yes. I love that so much. Thank you for sharing that with us. What is it that you would love and we've talked about this a little before but just so everybody else knows what is it that you would just love to focus on or you would love to shift today I would love I've been having some mental blocks as I've been shifting and pivoting and all of this creativity Um, I have been working on leveling up my business to a bigger more expansive version of it and myself And I've kind of been running into this mental roadblock of being able to serve a higher level client. Um, And also like that, that sense of imposter syndrome, like who the heck am I to serve these incredibly talented, successful people being that I am only 25 years old uh, in two weeks, three weeks. Uh, and you know, I am only a year into the business and things like that. So, you know, even though I do have many years of experience as an entrepreneur and a business person, you know, how can I kind of bust through some of that or shift through some of that without burning out, if that makes sense? Yeah, definitely. Um, the first step is always just to get really specific because we, we make up stories in our head and we make up stories and and I say this stuff just because I want to help educate people who are listening, like how to really do the deeper work because it's not going to do enough to just emotionally spin about it. Right. We have to get really specific about the thing that we want. And then we'll talk about the fear later, but then we want to get really specific about the thing, the fear that's keeping us from creating that thing. So 
if you had to be specific about, because you said, you know, I'm, I'm really envisioning like a more expansive version of my business. What specifically does that look like? What does that include? Yeah. So I actually was just journaling on this, um, the other day and it was inspired to me that this is May at the time of the recording. So we're about to jump into the back half of the year and it was dawning on me that hundred K by the end of the year as an income for my business was exactly what the path for me was. And that was scary as heck <laughs> because my income has been nowhere near consistent as I want it to be. Um, and it's actually been pretty low the last couple of months because of a bunch of life changes that I've been going through and things like that. So, um, that is number one priority for this year. But more than that, I have always envisioned it as the ability to travel wherever I want to, when I want to. And that's honestly the vision that's been held since I started my business. But more recently, I can imagine myself sitting in a home that I own that is on the beach And I can imagine myself sitting on a porch with a cup of coffee and my journal and just taking in the morning air as soon as I wake up. And dang it, if that doesn't fuel me more than a lot of things right now. Mm. Um, And so I know that that version of it exists because it's already in my mind. So Mm. it's just a matter of making it happen. (laughs) That is so incredible. You've been doing some visioning, haven't you? Some visual. Oh, yes. Because that, that really, like, I felt that <laughs> I was yeah. like, yeah, like she's <laughs> been doing some work to figure out what that feels like. It has been, it has been stuck in my mind probably for the last, probably six months since I decided to, you know, cut some of the things out of my life that were no longer serving me and really start stepping into my own power. And that vision has always been so crystal clear to the point where I can tell you the color of the porch is like a tealish blue color. Oh, this is like a proud and a proud mama moment because <laughs> if you, if you knew the struggles I had with trying to get my clients to, to, to visualize and to just sit and be still with themselves. And, and what I want people listening, I want you to understand the reason it's so important. It's not because it's like magic, not because like manifestation happens through some magical process of seeing it in your mind and then poof, it appears. It's, that's not how it works. The reason that visualization works is because it allows you, and it's not just the visualizing, you're allowing yourself to tap into what it feels like to be in that situation. Yep. And so what you're doing is you're, and this is all side note, but <laughs> what you're doing is you're energetically like raising your vibration so that you can actually get the body used to what it feels like to be in that reality because the body can't get there the body doesn't know what that looks like the mind certainly can't get there because it doesn't believe that it's possible right so we have to practice being a person who lives in that reality and when you do the visualization process your brain doesn't know the difference it doesn't know the difference of like whether you're actually there or not so that's I just you're just way ahead of the curve <laughs> I love it. It's um it's something that I've practiced a lot and I make intentional time for it um because I know how important it is and every time I've done it in my life I can recount 
the times that I have done it and the times I haven't and the results are, they speak for themselves. Yeah. Absolutely. Every time next is like, do you feel like the process of that visualization has helped you get to where you are currently? Oh, hands down. Yes. (laughs) Um, I never imagined uh, for some context over the last six months, I have, um, you know, gone from being in a, a relationship, in a marriage, um, in a house with a steady income and job and, you know, you know, really st- stable um, to now I am a single mom living in my own space in my own apartment, which is not necessarily the level that I would love for it to be at, but Um, part of the visualization has been just imagining some of that freedom for myself and imagining what pieces of my life could look like as I step into this newer version of myself as a single mom, as a business owner. And it's kind of been a really, really long process to get me to where I am now. So it doesn't necessarily look exactly as I imagined it for this particular phase, but I know that it's all leading me towards that porch vision that I'm going for. <laughs> You're on your way. And um, don't sure be hard on like your- it. Yeah. And don't be hard on yourself at all because what you're going through is, um, is very difficult. It's very difficult as a woman to really stand out on her own two feet. Like when we've really been conditioned not to do that. Yeah. And you to put all that work into just having your own life and relying on yourself and being responsible for yourself. That's a big deal. That's really amazing. Yeah. For probably the first time in my life, I've really been able to say that I'm pretty and in- I'm completely independent, standing on my own two feet for myself, by myself, and, you know, about to bring another child into the world, but also raising a very rambunctious four year old at the same time, too. Yeah. So. So yeah. adding on, bringing another child. I mean, there's a lot going on, right? Oh, like, yes. <laughs> what you've been able to do, And the reason I'm like pointing this out is because what you've been able to do with the circumstances, I just want you to acknowledge and honor that you're really freaking amazing. That that's not easy. Yeah, I feel that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's incredible to have that kind of maturity, to have that kind of insight, have that kind of in desire and to hold that vibration it's really really cool thank you so we you know always wanting to grow always wanting to you know continue creating that vision for yourself as you like imagine yourself working with these um these higher level entrepreneurs you imagine yourself reaching a certain income goal this year what is like scary about that? So hmm, the scary piece of it is that I'm still really in the beginning stages of this particular business. Um, And I think what's scary is that I am still figuring out what these systems and processes and how I want to run my business and the business model and like things like that. Um, I'm still really figuring a lot of that out for myself and it keeps changing and tweaking, but I guess I have this notion that these higher level clients that I really genuinely want to serve and have served in the past. Like I have been able to work with some really fantastic, amazing clients like yourself and 
um, a few others that I can name off the top of my head that have been amazing to work with. And energetically, it feels exactly right. And I almost want to go even bigger than that. But I'm nervous that my inability to have my own systems together, have my own shiz together, is actually going to look unprofessional or it's going to be untrustworthy to that higher level client. Does that make sense? Yeah. So there's like, um, there's this desire to work with a higher level client. You've figured out just energetically, it, it feels like a match, but there's like kind of this fear of maybe judgment or imposter syndrome. Do I, do I fit the part to, to help them? Exactly. And I want to point out just before we move on that, um, it is, it sounds like you've done the work to figure out this is who I want to work with. And this is why I want to work with them. Um, a lot of times it's really important for us to just really question that. Like, why do I have this idea in my mind that I need to work with a six figure entrepreneur? Like, why do I have this idea of the amount of money that they're making? So that's, it's good that you figured out, like, this is just what has felt like an energetic match for me. Yep. Let me ask you this, like money aside, let's forget like how much money they're making. Mm-hmm. Who cares how much money they're making? <laughs> what, what kind of characteristics, what kind of traits do they have? How do you know that they are your ideal client? Oh, this one is easy. And also you just made me think a lot about that. So that's interesting. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what's, yeah. What's, what's easy about it is that when you get, I guess, and I think this is why I attach an income level to it, but once you get past that first 10K month or that first 100K in your business, you tend to start thinking even bigger. And so it becomes less about how do I create a website or how do I get clients? And it becomes more about how do I serve people more efficiently? And that's exactly the same energy as I like to bring to the table too, because that's, that's literally what I do for them. Like, how can we help serve your clients more efficiently? How can I serve you more efficiently? You know, how can we save you time and things like that? I think the other thing is that from a value perspective, they start thinking more about the values that drive them and how they spend their time more. Because in the beginning, you're kind of like floundering. I don't know exactly what I'm doing necessarily. And I'm just kind of figuring it out and winging it. And then as you start to build systems and processes, you start to realize, oh, actually my time is extremely valuable, Um, which really, really hits home with me because time is short. Um, I was reminded of that at a very, very young age. Um, And I just think that that's that's why I want to work with that higher level client because on some level they sort of get that. And so I can help them do that even better, Mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And and I, and I want to point out like just how clear you are about all of that. That's really cool. You've spent time thinking about what it is that they want and what it is that they value and kind of like the process that they, they go through. But what else? Like as far as like character and like personality, like how do you know this person's a match with you or that you want to serve them? I think that there's a certain level of maturity that comes with it and integrity Like it's less about how much money they spend and more about the actual service being provided and the, and, and the energy transfer 
between between me and the client. So it's it's also, you know, those higher level clients for me have always been energetically so much calmer and so much easier. Even if I do mess up, they're more gracious. Um, they're extremely understanding. They're very patient. Um, things like that. And they're also like quick decision makers. They don't have to think about things and him and haw and go back and forth. They, they just know, okay, this is what I've decided. This is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yes. That makes perfect sense. They are mature. They have integrity. Um, they're not as concerned about the money that they're spending. They're more, you know, excited about how you're going to help them just to be, you know, more efficient so they can spend more time with the things that they value. They're more gracious, gracious, understanding, and patient. That's a beautiful description of an ideal client. Yeah. First of all, what I want to ask is, can people be those things, even though they're not at the six-figure mark? Definitely. Mm -hmm. They definitely can. That's a good point. (laughs) Okay. And this, I want, I just want people to know this because we, quite honestly, it's very difficult to figure out online who's making six figures or not. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Really surprised. (laughs) Like who's, who's in, in six figures is no, like, you know, we're all on our own journey. Some of us don't even have, some people don't have a desire to make six figures. They just, you know, they just want a really simple business that makes enough shopping money. I don't know, <laughs> you know, like everybody yeah. has like different desires. So sometimes I think we get, we get really caught up in this idea of money because of our own relationship with money and what we think that it means about people and what we think that people look like when they have that amount of money or when they've made that, they make that in their business. Right. Mm-hmm. You can That's also definitely people, a good point. Yeah. You can also have a hundred people who are making a hundred K, but they have a team and they are really super busy and maybe they're not like charging enough. So the amount of like actual profit that they're creating, you know what I mean? Like six figures and above, it's not as much as somebody else who is just doing things a lot more efficiently and doesn't have a team. And you know what I mean? There's like all Mm -hmm. the different variables that we don't even allow ourselves to think of. So there's that, but Mm -hmm. also the, I love the way that you described your ideal client. And what I'm wondering if the fear is, is judgment, is that type of client going to judge you for not being perfect? I think that you definitely hit the nail on the head there. Like feeling like they're going to look at me a certain way or that they are going to judge me a certain way for, you know, not totally having all of my stuff together a hundred percent of the time, not always being on And I know that that's something that I've been unwinding in my own personal journey as well as like this idea that I have to be perfect or that it has to look a certain way, which really is the core of all of this, which totally makes sense. (laughs) Exactly. And that's why we get to go to the fun part next. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Because it, it never is about business. It never is about the thing that we think it's about. It's always about something deeper. Fear under fear lives a a belief, a belief about self or a belief about the world. And we have a hard time reconciling with that belief in order to take the action to create what we want. The fear of just this judgment or of things needing to appear a certain way in order for people 
and tell me if I'm wrong, if I word it wrong, it could be something different, but in order for people to like love and accept you, to be okay with you, where does that come from? Oh, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Um, I've always been an open book, but it, I can tell you that I am the oldest of three children and being the oldest in a somewhat chaotic household growing up, uh, my parents got divorced when I was 11 and it was very, very messy. Um, and when Ever it was, you know, mom needed to tell dad something, dad needed to tell mom something, things like that. Um, there was always this like crossfire of, you know, me wanting to a little bit of people pleasing, wanting to make everything smooth over and this, uh, this need to look a certain way so that things could be somewhat normal. And I think what I'm realizing more and more is like normal doesn't exist, <laughs> but also that, you know, me being the oldest child is also that there were a lot of expectations on what, what I did and how I was being an example and a role model for my siblings, mm-hmm. which was a lot, mm-hmm. um, hindsight. It is a lot. And can I just say that I'm a little bit jealous of you right now because you're only 25 and you're figuring this stuff out. <laughs> oh gosh, no. Don't be jealous. This is, a, this is many, many, many years of really deep work. <laughs> yeah, well, it took me until my 30s to, to halfway figure things out. So I just want you to know that, that, that it's really cool that you have, you have that awareness. And that's exactly what it is. Because we, um, I grew up in a very chaotic home. It sounds like there was chaos in your home. And you being just the empathic, loving, kind person that you are, spirit that you are, you just wanted people to be happy and you just wanted to do what you needed to do to help that to happen. Absolutely. And so doesn't it make sense that that would affect your business? A a thousand and ten (laughs) percent. And what does that look like as far as going into, because you've, you've had many clients now, what does that look like going into the relationship with your clients? How do you see yourself sabotaging the relationship by maybe overdoing over people pleasing, not, not setting boundaries or whatever that looks like for you? Do you feel like you, you see yourself repeating patterns you don't want to be repeating? Oh, hands down. Um, sometimes it shows up and, and this is over a year of trial and error. So it's by no means perfect still, but sometimes it'll show up as my, me over committing to the amount of work that I do for a client or the particular tasks that I do. Um, like for example, I've been pretty in tune with the things that give me energy and the things that take energy, particularly that I'm in a service-based business. You know, I'm literally setting systems up for people in their business. And so, you know, there are some things that I absolutely adore doing and other things that are a little bit more energy draining for me. And so paying attention to, you know, what I commit to the client um, versus the, you know, the charge or the prices that I'm charging for those things. I've had to kind of be really cautious of that and keep adjusting and tweaking and just kind of seeing how that, how that looks with my current energy levels, especially with all of the change that's been happening lately. Mm. Um, Another way that it's kind of shown up is if I 
you know, if I take on a project or I do something that doesn't necessarily a hundred percent align with, with what I want or, you know, the type of service I want to give to people, um, which that in itself is like a whole other boundary thing within my own brain, (laughs) but, um, it looks like procrastinating sometimes, like waiting until the very last moment to actually complete the work and get it to the client or something like that. Um, and I can always tell when I do the things I say I'm going to do for myself, I feel a thousand times better. But when I do those procrastination things and I say, oh, I'm going to complete it this day, or I'm going to do this on this day. And then it doesn't happen for whatever reason, it could be life, or it could just be that I was, you know, doing a hundred other things or that I never actually set intentional time for that thing. Um, then I feel so much worse about myself. And then that's where a lot of that imposter syndrome just keeps breeding itself to like, well, you know, why do you think you can serve someone at us at that would expect a higher level of service? Um, but maybe that's its own limiting belief in itself because the ideal client that I want to serve maybe doesn't have higher expectations or that their expectations would be different. I don't know. I'll have to explore that, I guess. Yeah. No, I, lo- I love all that. Look at, look at you all aware of all your patterns. <laughs> like I said, it has taken a lot of work to get here. And I, I just try and notice the things that I say more and more these days, just becoming really present, really self-aware. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, like awareness is, is wonderful. Like it literally is half the battle because we can't change things. Most of us are completely unaware of how, well, in some things, like even like as a coach who is like a master at mindset, I have patterns that I repeat that I don't see that I'm repeating. And so I can't change them until I have somebody point them out to me or until I realize, oh, this keeps happening over and over. <laughs> like, yeah. what am I doing? Right. Yep. Um, and people wonder, like, especially coaches and people that work with coaches, like transformational entrepreneurs, we think that like, oh, I should know better. Like I've done all this work and I should, I should be doing this and that. And I, why do I keep doing this to myself? Yep. And the reason is, is because there's, there's a part of you that is doing it subconsciously because it protects you because yeah. it's you safe because it's serving one part of you. Yeah. So what is that part for you? What, how is, how is repeating your patterns right now? How is it keeping you safe? Mm. Mm, you always know you're getting vulnerable when you start feeling icky on the inside. <laughs> um, I love it. It's, it's always good though. Um, I think part of why it's keeping me safe is because when I do, uh, maybe this could go two different ways. So I'll say both and then you can pick whichever way you want. So I think on one hand, um, money has never been in my family in large amounts and responsibly used. So growing up in the chaotic home with divorced parents, like there really wasn't any extra to go around. Um, I didn't even know what wealth really looked like until I had met my ex-husband whose family is very well off um, and also started working in my corporate sales job where I was serving multimillionaires and billionaires in the area, serving them in their closets. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I think that in some ways it keeps me safe because I don't have to 
question how I will use money if I have a lot of it or, you know, how will I spend it or how, you know, I, I guess there's this deeper rooted fear that if I have it, I'll waste it, which isn't necessarily true. But then I think, um, well, there was another thought with that too, how it keeps me safe. Um, it's normal right now for me. And with all of the change going on that's been happening in the surround, um, I think that it's almost like my lack of growth is the normal thing right now. So if that changes, then there really is a lack of stability. Mm. Yeah, no, that's great stuff. And can I, can I just point out real quick the fact that you've worked with millionaires and billionaires when you were with a company, but now that you're just working with like six figure entrepreneurs on your own. <laughs> yeah. Like how we think like, I'm not capable. <laughs> well, yeah. And I think the other piece of that is like, when I was working at this company, like it was a direct sales position. So I did have the responsibility to go out, sell, find and close clients, but I didn't have to worry about the, how to serve them piece. I just was, you know, the clothing was I ordered it, it came in, I took it to the client and I handled everything from there. And that was that. And like, I didn't have to worry about the billing or I didn't have to worry about like a lot of the admin tasks or the actual processes behind the scenes because it was already dictated for me. And so I think that's what I feel better. What, pardon? Or client satisfaction. Yeah, all I had to worry about was building a relationship and, and serving them and making them smile. That's it. (laughs) <laughs> I loved it. And don't get me wrong. My job, I loved my job. It was fantastic. The people I worked with were amazing. I loved hanging out with them. And it just was getting to a point where I, I saw myself not being able to get to that level that I wanted to inside of that company. And so that's ultimately why I left. Yeah. Yeah. And there's not only like this aspect of you, that's just, has some imposter syndrome, has that fear of judgment, but also like this goes even deeper into like the need to people please. And also probably, and I relate to this as a family coming from a family um, and I would consider us poverty level, like coming from a family where you have to feel, where you feel like, well, who am I to make this money? Like, who am I to create the success? You know, because we still love and care about our family and we, you know, we, we can't like fix them, right? (laughs) Like, or we can't, And we don't want them. They, I know like my family started to look at me differently, you know, and there's that that fear of judgment, imposter syndrome that comes from doing too well. Yeah, that's a hundred percent a good point and and pretty accurate. Um, Like if I were to start making money, it would definitely be something that would be looked about very differently. Yeah. And would my family, is that, is that what a big part of the fear is too? Like being is that what you were describing previously is being afraid of that judgment from them I think that has a lot more to do with it than I realized previously because you know my family with the patterns and the money patterns that they've I I just I'm a freaking sucker for patterns I love watching them and understanding them Um, one day I'll study them and it'll be super fun Ashley but anyway (laughs) um, one thing that I've always noticed is that like if if you if you have money, it seems like, um, it doesn't get spent well, or it's okay to spend it lavishly or in a way that, you know, gives to other people first, Mm -hmm. as opposed to working on and investing quietly and into the things that mean the most, like, 
like if we had extra money, it was okay, let's go to the store and get some clothes. And then we would like splurge on clothes that maybe we didn't necessarily need or, you know, things like that. It's if I have extra money, it's, oh, I, I can get that extra whatever. Or, well, I have the money. I can go buy this tech thing that I've been looking at for months. Like instead of really evaluating if it's serving the best interests of my financial wealth. Yeah. If that makes sense. So there's this lack of, there's my favorite word, but this lack of trust in self. Yeah. To spend your money in a way that is responsible. Yup. <laughs> How, what proof do you have so far that you, I mean, we could always make improvement, right? We could always do better. And we can, we can, we can do better without feeling shame about how we've screwed up. Mm-hmm. But how, what's the proof that you have that you actually do and can handle money well? And now on your own. I was going to say, well, I've been able to pay all of my bills with the exception of two months. I've had to ask my mom or my parents for help. Um, being entirely on my own. And that includes the added expenses of, you know, the cost of daycare and things that was originally all in one account and now it's split. And so that, I mean, just the ability for myself to organize all of that and run a business and that my business profited last year, like my taxes are done and they, that I actually turned a profit, um, is, absolutely wild in my mind (laughs) yes that's amazing that is so amazing yeah and last year and the year before that I was really focused on knocking out a lot of debt and I was able to make smarter financial decisions and my car is totally paid off now Mm -hmm. um so like those are definitely examples of how I've been able to trust more in myself with money and make smarter decisions with money yes for sure Mm -hmm. And let me ask you this, like, cause I know like you brought up earlier too, um, as far as like, you know, there's still, there's always that aspect of, well, not everything's done yet. I don't have all these things in place. I'm still figuring certain things out. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a fear of like, well, it's not perfect yet. I can't do, or I can't work with these people until I have everything figured out. But what is actually going to help us get those things figured out? Like what's going to help actually help us have what we're trying to create? What do we have? It's it's always taking action for me. It always has been. (laughs) It's it's even deeper than action. It's experience in the thing that you want to do. Yeah. We we avoid the thing. Like I got to avoid this level of client until I'm ready for them. But that's not actually true. (laughs) You're never going to be ready for them until you work with them. You have to work with them. (laughs) Yeah. When you work with them, you're going to learn through the experience of it what it is that works well, what doesn't work well, and giving yourself permission to just be okay with the pain and the pleasure of that process. Yeah. Almost loving the journey more than the result. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Absolutely. That's so true. More than the result. Cause like what good. Um, and I know like everybody talks about like attachment to outcomes and that's where we get into trouble. We get so attached to outcomes, but it's a completely normal human thing to be attached to outcomes. We just want to remember that the outcome is really kind of sucky without the journey. 
<laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> you'll get it and it'll be fun for a minute, but it, it is a completely different energetic experience to really work for the thing that you want in a, in a way that felt good and that stretched you and challenged you. Like the journey sure. really, really is the rewarding part, not in like a cliche, like it actually is. No, it definitely is for sure. Um, then I guess the question that comes up for me then is in trying to, and maybe this will help some other entrepreneurs that are listening to this. Um, a lot of people talk about like, well, when you're creating programs or services or building your business, like what result do you give clients? Like, how do you help them? How do you serve them? Um, I guess the question that popped up just now was like, how can I confidently say this is the result that people will get, um, even though it's a higher level client that I've not yet ex- fully experienced what results they'll get. Hmm. Did that make sense? Yeah. You're saying like, I'm scared to commit to an outcome. Yes. Because what if that's not the outcome they get? And I don't really know for sure the, the exact outcome because I haven't really done it in a way that feels good yet. Yes. And then that leads to so much like doubt in myself and like, yes, exactly. <laughs> And the thing about outcomes is I want to say like we, again, is another thing online that just drives me crazy and I'm guilty of it too. Getting so focused on the outcome, we think the outcome has to be perfect and the marketing of the outcome has to be the thing that we focus on. We really want to focus more on like the experience, like the, the, the outcome is going to evolve, right? Because Mm -hmm. you're going to, you're going to learn. And as you, it's just like being people, like as we learn, as we evolve, we change, we grow, we shift, like the things that we value, um, things that we want to do, the things that we want to experience is going to change. And again, this is like another symptom of, oh, well, it's got to be figured out before I do it. Right. Yeah. So the question you can ask yourself is what is the outcome that I do feel really confident about right now? I love that. Dang, that's good. Um, and I always feel like it's the same, like with every client, it's been the same. Like you're going to get more organized. We're going to get you set up with the systems that actually feel good and that you use. And you'll be able to save so much more time because you're worried less about how you do things. Yeah. And really, like, that's what, I mean, those higher level entrepreneurs and really entrepreneurs anyway, because even the ones, even people not making very much money, they think that they have no time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so people want to feel more efficient. They want to feel more organized. They want to feel like they can do things that are more fun for them. Like they don't have to people, you know, they, there's a lot of freedom in that. What the, what your clients are seeking is a sense of freedom. Yeah. And it's not like people get really caught up in like monetary values and numbers and all that kind of stuff. People want to connect to a feeling like, what would it be like if A, B, and C was really organized for me? Yeah. And honestly, when I talk about that on my sales calls with clients, I, and I ask them like, well, what would it feel like if that were the case? It's a yes, almost 90% of the time, almost hundred percent of the time, actually. That's incredible. And it, and I don't know if that's maybe just really, really good sales skills from the years of sales that I've been in, but it always astounds me every time I forget to ask that question for whatever reason, either I get like nervous of their answer or what it's, you know, it's, well, it would feel like this and it, it almost always comes true. 
too. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. And you know what, like you already know this probably, but to use, you get to use that language in your marketing, right? Like you're asking like straight from the horse's mouth. I get to, this is, I know this is what they want because they tell me all the time. Yeah. And I, I think I forget that a lot because um, one of the things I've been struggling with in my marketing lately is like, am I connecting with these people on a, on a deeper level on that feeling level? And I think that that is a huge key, um, that I've been missing. <laughs> oh, I love it. And what, um, just cause I think that kind of connects back to the, the imposter syndrome and the fear of judgment, what proof do you have that the right kind of clients are not actually going to have that judgment or not going to um, hold that over you like the way that you're afraid of? I think the proof is in the pudding in the clients that I've served that have been the right clients. And I think that I need to do a better job of like not beating myself up about the clients that maybe I shouldn't have taken on or the ones that maybe weren't the best fit. And I almost have to like forgive myself for those missteps because I'm learning and I'm growing in it. And it had to happen that way because it was part of the journey. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really, it gets to be like so simple, like the people, the thing that I'm afraid of is not going to happen with the right people. And it's okay that it still happens because it's just, it just happens. It's a part of life. You're not always going to have a perfect client. There's going to be things that happen. It becomes a matter of, am I learning from the situation and can I trust myself to handle it when it comes up instead of just deciding like, I'm too scared for it to ever happen. So I'm going to completely avoid it. (laughs) Yeah. Can I trust myself to handle it knowing that, you know, it probably will pop up, but I'm going to be okay because this is what I've learned. Yeah. Dang. Dang it. That's good. (laughs) Uh, What do you think is like the action that you've been avoiding currently in your business because of this fear? Oh, this is an easy one for me. Um, I have not yet committed to serving my clients in a way other than one-to-one work and successfully promoting it. Mm. Is that something that you really want to do? Yes. I can't tell you how many ideas I've had in the last six to eight months of ways that I can show up bigger and reach more people and serve them. And I want to accomplish it all because I'm so excited about it. And I know the energy is there and it will serve people ultimately. But every time I go to show up to do something, there's that inherent fear, like, Ooh, if, if this works out or if I messed up, they're going to, they're going to find me out. Like that imposter system called in syndrome calls me out on it almost every time. And then I end up not marketing it in a way that I would have wanted to or not showing up in a bigger way that requires me to, you know, in, in the way that it would require to get the results that I want, which ultimately is why I haven't sold any courses or like group coaching programs. Like I've tried to launch a couple of things over the last several months and I've like kept talking about like, oh, something big is coming, but like, I can't. I haven't committed to it fully. Mm. So it's like, it's there. I've kind of tried, 
but I haven't like put both feet in because I recognize this fear keeps coming up and it keeps me from like fully committing. Yep. And that's totally common. I resonate with that. And I'm sure everybody listening resonates with that too. <laughs> like that's what we do. Like, oh, I kind of promoted it for like a day or two, but then I like got freaked out and then I went away. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, I, that was a great idea. And then like all of that work I did like down the garbage, cause you start and you stop and you start and you stop so many times. And then you're like, well, is it a me thing? Is it a marketing thing? Like maybe it's my clients. And you just like, you play that second guessing game and it actually prevents you so much from getting actual momentum, yeah. which is so much in business. So what would it look like to be two feet in? Um, it would look like me launching something that I absolutely freaking love talking about and showing up fully for it meaning planning out all of the marketing for a campaign not just the first day of it Mm. Um, and it would look like getting support in my own business from a VA or somebody like that to actually help me with the day-to-day tasks so I can pour more mental creative energy into creating and serving at a higher level Mm. and does that feel mostly exciting and a little scary yes (laughs) (laughs) that's how we know that we are in the exact right spot that's how we know that it's that it's what we want because it's never going to be it's never going to be fully exciting I'm not scared at all otherwise it wouldn't be challenging right right I don't want it to be so scary that we know like there's no way I'm going to commit to this there's just it's too much right Right. I want to be in a place where like yes mostly this feels this feels exciting I'm a little terrified but I see now like I got this yeah hands down (laughs) so what what um now that we've had this conversation what kind of action are you willing to take Oh, I feel like I've already started a little bit of it. I actually just invested in a group coaching program to help me with some of these um, marketing, packaging, that side of thing woes that I've been feeling. Um, And that in itself was really scary. Um, But it also is going to help me lay foundation to actually get more consistent income. So that is really, really exciting. Um, I think the other thing that since having this conversation is just keep envisioning what it looks and feels like to successfully launch a new thing and really making that crystal clear in my mind so that I can keep showing up for it, Mm. which I love the idea of. (laughs) I love that so much. And do you feel like, um, and I love, cause that was going to be like my next thing is like, how are we internalizing this? So we're not just, we're not just like taking the strategic action, but we're doing like the inner work where, you know, we're focusing internally. Like, what does this look like? What does this feel like? How can I help myself feel better about it? Um, but also how ready do you feel to like make a plan to start promoting it? I feel hundred percent on fire for it. Like I'm, I'm all systems go. And I've kind of felt this intuition that like everything is coming together. It's, it's a, it's going to be time. Like just keep working through the things that you're going through. Like just keep trusting the guidance you're being given, like all of these things. 
And it's kind and I think that's where some of this energy comes from is that I've just been getting closer and closer and closer to the self-awareness and this deeper like realizations of the judgment that I'm afraid to feel and things like that. And from this conversation, like things make so much more sense now. So I think that, um, just continuing to do that inner work, the hard stuff, like journaling it out. Journaling for me has always, always been something massively helpful. Um, I started doing it really consistently about four years ago, um, when I had my son, (laughs) but more than that, I think it's just continuing to surround myself with the right people and and just really dig into what it what it feels like, looks like, and just keep learning as I go. Yes, I love that so much. And just just to because this is a good place to kind of conclude. What does it feel like? Like what is that feeling of? And not just like the business aspect of it, but what does it feel like just to be that person who went for the thing that she was a little afraid of and fully embraced it and did it in a way that felt really good for her, that didn't cross her boundaries and that didn't try to people please her way into it, but just did it in a way that felt so good to her. I don't know why the color yellow just came to mind, but it makes sense because it's a color that I am keeping drawn to because it is bright and vibrant and unlimited and just absolutely fantastically joyous. Um, It feels really light and easy and free. Mm -hmm. And also this idea just popped in my mind of a Bible verse about, uh, it was a parable about a lamp being you know, you don't, you don't cover a lamp with a bowl or a candle with a bowl and expect the light to shine through the bowl. The premise was that, no, you're going to put that dang lamp on a table and you're going to show it to the world and you're going to let it be as bright and as light as it is. And I feel like that energetically for me is what the universe is calling to me. That's perfect. If I could describe you as a color, it would be yellow. (laughs) I love it. I feel like that's the color I want to be. So that's perfect. (laughs) I love that so much. Well, I think that you are incredible. Um, do you feel, do you feel better? How do you feel? Oh my goodness. Just this whole conversation. I feel enlightened. I feel like a sense of calm, which is always good, but also very energized, Mm. which is cool. And I'm like really, really excited to see the ripple effect that just this conversation with you has been because you are absolutely fantastic at getting inside the minds of your clients. And I cannot speak enough to what I just went through mentally, which was amazing. The transformation and, and just like the thought processes that you have made me think more of. Mm. Amazing. So that makes me so happy. We were <laughs> to, to have this conversation today. You did a great Oh, yes. Job. You have so much more, you have so much awareness and you're doing such a wonderful job. And the fact that you're doing this work and seeking support and just working your way through it is is really amazing you're doing great well thank you well I am very grateful to chat with you and oh man I really needed this more than I realized um but I'm super 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 grateful that we could get together today and and chat more about this stuff
you're so welcome. How can the people that are listening and they need more support around getting organized and getting things into place so they can focus on what they love to do most in their business? How can they get a hold of you? I love it. Um, I am typically in one of two places um, on Instagram at purposefully productive, no spaces or caps. Uh, and then inside of my own Facebook group, um, the purposefully productive powerhouse. Um, I actually think I just renamed it six figure powerhouse community or something like that. Um, so I'll give Ashley the link for the show notes that if anybody wants to chat with me, they can come find me on Instagram or Facebook. And, um, yeah, I literally do everything from, you know, organizing content creation strategies to simplifying your repurposing to even, you know, making your client onboarding a breeze for coaches, particularly, Um, And I absolutely love it when there are multiple pieces that you're trying to pull together in business between email automations and your website or booking or, you know, carts, payments, things like that. I am all systems go quite literally um, on the systems in your business. (laughs) You really are. It's like feeling like, um, like a weight has been lifted. Yes. (laughs) I will put all of those in the show notes. I appreciate you guys for listening. I appreciate you, Sam, so much. I appreciate you too, Ashley. Thank you. (laughs) And we will see you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Are you curious how subconscious growth work and quantum healing can help you level up in life and business? Or are you interested in learning how to do the healing work with your clients? Then I encourage you to reach out. Visit my website at themindfulbusinesscoach.net to book your free, no pressure conversation, or just come hang out with us in the Mindful Business Coach Facebook group. Until then, keep on trusting and don't forget to journal on it.